Welcome to the Morecast, presented by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Before I get started on today's Morecast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, we're gradually starting to reopen here, and um, Blanchard is taking uh, some steps to have socially distanced people inside their location in the middle of the dairy block. Uh, if you're feeling like you will be wanting to do that with a mask on and socially distanced in a small group, I highly suggest going there. Really, if you want a night out. Um, it's kind of been stressful. Being inside sucks. Uh, we all get it, but we also need to remain vigilant. We also need to re- understand that we can't let up on the social distancing. It's, it's, we are, uh, doing a really good job here in Colorado of, uh, reducing our cases and all that and, uh, reducing hospitalizations and deaths, which have all been great. We don't want to be like some other states that surround us and have cases spike, but you still want to enjoy yourself. So go to Blanchard Family Wines, uh, like I said, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors, right in the middle of the dairy block. Go in for the rosé, which is really good. Uh, not my thing, but it's really good. Uh, the, uh, uh, the Riesling is from a uh, Western Slope uh, partnership. Storm Cellars, really good. Um, and, of course, my favorite, the Cabernet. Pinot, just come in, takes like a very small group of friends, you'll be spaced out, socially distanced, and enjoy some wine, because we all know you want to. Once again, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of a dairy block. Uh, They are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, uh, part of the CSG Network. Uh, I've had a lot of serious podcasts lately. Um, I I think that uh, it's serious times right now, and I completely understand those, particularly in the NBA, who don't really want to go back and play, considering everything that's going on. Uh, not only their safety, but we have a giant social issue happening right now in the country, and I wouldn't blame them, and I'm the slightest, for wanting to not detract focus from that. Now, of course, the NBA won't start for a long time, so <clears throat> things may have changed by then, but hopefully not. Uh, obviously, they need to keep up uh, the attention on this so they can get the change that they want, and I think everyone can understand that on the level. Uh, so it's going to be remain to seen, be seen what they'll able be able to work out. It was looking like it was uh, down at the goal line, um, and we've backed up to the 20, uh, to use a bad football metaphor. And we'll see how they're able to hand hammer things out. Uh, a group of players led by Kyrie Irving are concerned about social issues and <clears throat> really not wanting to distract from that, and we get it. I really get it, and I think the NBA, knowing their partnership with the players, can work this out. Uh, and I have every confidence that they will. But that's not why I want to do this podcast today. Um, if anyone follows me on Twitter, at jmorton78, I had a uh, bit of a moment last night. And uh, I hate making an issue of it, and I, I really should stop second-guessing myself here. Um, 
Yesterday was the fourth anniversary of the Pulse Massacre and the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, uh, where six, uh, where 49 people were mowed down by someone who just walked into the club with a, a machine gun and torn down. And uh, the lack of, I, I wouldn't say attention, but the lack of seriousness paid to it and the completely being completely ignored by all four major sports um, really kind of got to me. And that was really agitating me throughout the day. It's like, why aren't you saying anything? Not that I need it, right? But for the people there in Orlando, the, the, the victims, families, you know, you may, there's a team in Orlando, for God's sake, now it's owned by the DeVos family, and we all know how problematic they are. Well, let's face it. But you could at least do something. Uh, particularly in the NBA. And it was really agitating me throughout the day. I was getting more and more annoyed at how we weren't paying really any sort of attention to it. And it's during Pride Month. You would think that there would be at least a a modicum of attention, a tweet. And there was nothing. There was just nothing. And it was working on me and bugging me throughout the day. Then... Uh, of course, the Trump administration announced that they are removing uh, discrimination protections uh, in the uh, Affordable Care Act that would uh, limit discriminatory practices against uh, people who are going in for uh, transgender surgeries. And more than that, it's more, more broad than that. I think people missed the point here. Not only is it that, but it was all LGBTQ. And that was designed so you could not be discriminated against when going in for any sort of a thing. Like if you need to go get a AIDS checkup, um, any sort of, which is, you know, a thing. If you need to get medical treatment, uh, there's not some bigoted doctor who can turn you away, basically. Well, that was removed yesterday. And it was done on the anniversary of the Pulse night, nightclub massacre. And it just, that was my breaking point. And I just got angrier and angrier and angrier throughout the day. Look, it's all well and good for people to get together and tweet about it. Because, let me just say something. Twitter is not real. I've said this over and over. Twitter is a good way for certain people to organize. But the the amount of people actually on Twitter is very small. Um, it is not something that is... You're not going to reach people you need to reach on Twitter. You're going to get a bunch of bubble confirmation biases. Um, so my complaints with social media is just like it's that it makes people confirm what they already believe, right? And I've been guilty of falling down that trap myself. But the breaking point with me was the lack of empathy I've seen in general, and particularly across the sports world, and particularly from straight people, about why this matters. And it really has got to the point where I have understood, and I think it was, I think yesterday was the kind of coup de grace in my mind about how people view this, and how I view this, in that I can see people particularly straight people, being extremely privileged with how they view sports. 
and how they view issues that surround sports because they view it only from a heterosexual, straight point of view. And there are many people, closeted people, I am sure, in sports who are gay. LGBTQ. There are many. It's not, not, not just women's sports. Men's sports. Um, and there are issues that are out there that just, just you don't feel safe to address. Because in addressing that, you are coming from a proposition of weakness. And not only that, perceived weakness. There's a privilege in being straight, which is why people stay in the closet. Even now, in 2020. That's why people stay in the closet. There's a privilege to being straight. There's things that you are afforded. There's a benefit of the doubt that you are afforded by being so. Um, <clears throat> I did, I've been open with myself. I've been open in almost every area of my life with you guys. Um, I can obviously keep majority of my personal life private, but things like this, I've been open. Even me, I have to check myself. Um, I've said this over and over, not a single person in that Nuggets locker room knows I'm gay. Not a single one. And it is because I don't address it. I don't, I don't put it out there because it's not part of my job to discuss that. At the same time, there's a privilege in them thinking that I am something else. And it occurred to me that I haven't addressed that part. Because I, as a white person, I have privileges in my life that people of color don't have. And it never occurred to me, because I've come from that position, that that I've got a deficit when it comes to the sports world specifically. The assumption that things are a certain way applies only to heterosexual, primarily heterosexual men and the way they view life. Because everything is viewed through a, a straight prism. right? And we have a very black and white view of what people do. Um, I am someone who covers uh, the Denver Nuggets because I love the Denver Nuggets. But I am who I am but I can't, I'm not fully able to get into a position of trust in a lot of different ways because of who I am. And that hasn't gone away. And it occurred to me yesterday with the lack of caring, necess- I can't call it caring, let me retract that. The lack of attention paid to a huge tragic moment in our American history from people in the sports world was glaring to me. And it spoke to a, a, this is a straight sport thing. This is how we view things. This is not part of our, we have our blinders on. This isn't part of us. And it's very isolating. I have said this over and over on this podcast. It's really isolating to go through. And it's hard for me to translate to you guys how isolating that is. And it's not about necessarily me, because I've largely made peace with what I do. 
I don't even get paid to do this, okay? I'm donating shit to you. I'm doing this. This is voluntary shit, okay? Where I'm coming from is... Think of all the other people who would like to be where I am who don't feel safe. Think about the people who are like me who are trying to think, okay, well, I love the Denver Nuggets. I happen to be gay, but they don't address what happened, which is a big part of my life. They, not just the Nuggets, the entire league, doesn't didn't pay attention to it. And I think that part is something that until we address, and it's not inclusivity, but it's more acknowledging that it's there and understanding that it's there. Like I said, I am a 42-year-old white male. Okay? I, there, you cannot get any more privileged than a 42-year-old white male. Um, and it took the startling revel, re, you know, revelation yesterday for me to go, holy shit. I don't get the benefit of the doubt, and I don't even compare to what a, an African-American is going through, or someone who's lived on a reservation, Native Americans, um, you know, people of, Asian people, uh, you know, it's just everything that they have to go through because they are perceived to be at a deficit is something that is, as me, as a 42-year-old white male who was raised in the suburbs of Denver, that I can't relate to. Flip it on the other side to sports. There's people who who cover sports specifically um, and are in sports who cannot possibly relate to this with me. And they come through it with a very, very, very privileged this is a straight sport thing. These we you there can't possibly be people who in, in our sport who are gay because this is there's a certain way we perceive them. They are a certain way. And it's never addressed and it's twenty twenty. And I reached my breaking point yesterday. I reached my breaking point. One day we will address it and one day we will move on and I hope that it's soon. But on the anniversary of a tragic event in our collective history in America um, I wish that our collective sports experience would address it more and understand it more. And, more, and it's unfortunate that we're not there yet. Before I continue with the rest of the podcast, I'm sorry to go on a down note here, <laughs> but I want to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook app. Golf is here. As we all know, we've had golf in full swing. Um, it's, you know, gambling is legal in the state of, sports gambling, excuse me, is legal in the state of Colorado as of May 1st. You believe that? In this state, you can, like, go place an ad, a, a bet on a, a sporting event or any more than that. And you kind of need, and especially in 2020, and with social distancing, you need an app to help you out. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook the app is there, and they have a whole bunch of introductory offers to get you in and get you going uh, to, with the Sportsbook app. Um, we have another full weekend of golf ahead of us. And uh, even though the it is reserved for the win, the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash winnings don't have to be. Just sign up for your excitement at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and is putting you in the center of action 
with a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Can you believe that? $1,000. Um, there is just sports going on right now. Sports are kind of coming into gear. We don't know what's going to happen with the NBA yet. We don't know which, who knows what's going to happen with the Major League Baseball. Uh, hockey's coming back. We got things coming and kicking into gear. You need to get on the ground floor. Um, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code MHS when you signed up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all in, all out with a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Just enter the code MHS when you signed up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of first deposit bonus and the first bet match up to $1,500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. On to a more positive subject. I'd like to kind of go over the NBA kind of going in fits and starts. (coughs) We are at a point now where the NBA is addressing, as I started at the beginning of this thing, is addressing its cut between social change and looking at how they can restart. Um, One thing about the players, and one thing I think that has been expressed to them, is that the financial implications of not finishing the season are pretty catastrophic because at that point the owners can rip up the CBA and... Right now, the BRI is between 49 and 51%. I would think that the, uh, the NBA would say, all right, we're going to go down to 40% now. And players would lose billions upon billions of dollars. And it, I think that part doesn't override the social change aspect, but it puts an impetus on continuing the season. Because either way, after the season is ended, there's going to be some... Nasty, nasty negotiations that are going to go on. And you don't want to come at it from a supreme deficit. You don't want to come at it, if you're a player, you don't want to come at it from a position of weakness. And the weakness is the fact that the owners are the owners. They have billions of dollars. Yeah, the mil- there's millionaire NBA players, but they don't have, let's just say, the reserve that... Uh, um, the owners have for a, a, a fight that necessarily they need to, they do need to gear up for, right? But you don't want to come at it from a supreme, supreme deficit. And one hopes that they will be able to come to an equitable and fair way for the players to use their platform in a way that they feel suits them in a way that they feel that still advances the story that they want to tell and push for that social change. At the same time, getting out there and not handicapping themselves. You know, Kyrie Irving was one of the leaders of the of the movement to address this, and he's not even playing. So they need to address this for the players who are playing and for the really the betterment of the league. And we shall see. A lot of the, you know, the player, the the eight teams that aren't going to uh, um, Orlando, they're the ones that are missing out on a whole bunch of revenue. That's another conversation, you know. 
there's a sticky conversation that's on a business side that we don't want to really address because it's it's unseemly, particularly in a time of coronavirus and big social change. We see what's going on with Major League Baseball. The NBA does not want to be them. Let's see if they can pull the rabbit out of the hat. Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, presented by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.